It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over the moving. And welcome to the UPX Podcast, folks. My name is TD, joined by BDAG. Bringing you the Upix podcast. We are not live, but how you doing, B Dag? Hey, I'm doing good. It's evening here. Uh, everything's kind of settled in the house. Been a while since we've been on the air. Yeah, but... we took a couple weeks off, little vacation, but we're back yep. at it. Yep. And yeah, glad to I be don't here. Think we missed a whole lot. No, we didn't. We came back just in time, too, because we got a lot going on over the next week or so. Uh, some exciting right. stuff. And I'm sure most people are aware of it, but but we'll save that little tidbit for the end. <clears throat> Excuse me. So All what right. what have we what did we miss over the last couple episodes? Oh, there's been a few things here and there. Um, there was some Thanksgiving competitive hunt. It was different than last year. I don't think I even participated in it. Uh, Upland has a calendar up. If you haven't seen it, it's at upland.me slash events, but then scroll down to the bottom and they got an embedded map in there. So that's kind of cool. You can see what's coming up or remind yourself of what happened like I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, one thing that did happen was the status spark up rewards, which is pretty cool. They do that occasionally. And for a limited time, if you level up, from say i don't even remember the order anymore um pro no uplander to pro pro to director director to executive or executive to chief executive you get an increasing amount of spark for doing those and i missed the last one by a little bit i was about six hundred thousand upic short and to some people that would take forever to get that far and it's true it would um, I'm, I was at nine, 9.4 million epics, And I tell you what, guys, those of you who are doing the free to play grind or, or the very cheap to play grind, it's tough. I feel you. Cause that's where I started, but it's true as you get moving and you start moving up the ranks, uh, it gets easier and easier to level up. It's still a little bit of a hard grind going from. Uh, what is it, Uplander, getting that first 100,000 and getting to pro. But once you hit that, it really starts moving and grooving, and especially with all the extra opportunities we have in-game than when I was a young Uplander. Oh, yeah, look at that, dude. You're. Uh... I'm, like, on the brink. Yeah. So uh, that was also the same time as the Nashville Thrifty Trader, and so I had some properties for reasonably good price for sale, and I think I mentioned it on the last podcast that I was going to try to sell those. Uh, nothing sold during the Thrifty Trader event, but then slowly over the next couple of weeks, things did sell. And that put me really close to becoming executive. So right now I'm like at 99, I don't know, I'm like a thousand upics away from being executive. So I know I could level up right now. I know I could go well above 10 million and not level up. Uh, but I'm just going to chill out because on December 13th, this handy new calendar they got here, check that out. On December 13th, that week is going to be the Spark uh, Spark Rewards again. So they'll do similar things as last time. Uh, spark Up Rewards, according to the calendar, it runs from December 13th to December 19th. And for that whole time, you can level up and get extra Spark. On the 15th, through the 19th they are going to have the spark treasure chests back i know a lot of people made some pretty decent bank on those a lot of people made some uh suspiciously high bank on those but that's okay <laughs> good for them figuring out how to do that and then on the 18th and 19th they'll have another spark sale so in my opinion the way they're giving out spark now seems to be cheapening it a little bit but, you know, we do a lot of analysis and, and a lot of uh, what maybe 
criticism. Sure. Yeah. Of the way these guys are running things. But in the end, you see how uh, they come out and you're like, oh, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. So at this point, I'm going to sit back and say, if they're starting to give out spark like candy and Halloween, maybe they're seeing that not enough stuff is getting built fast enough for the schedule they would like to keep. And so they're trying to encourage more quicker building to get things moving in game. Maybe they got some things on the horizon and they really need a lot more buildings up. So they'll get, uh, they'll get a little more spark on the market to make that move. I do like the slow approach they take to this game. I think it helps in the long run. Otherwise it's just a churn and burn and, and onto the next project. And that's not what we want here. Is it? Are you staking spark that you've uh, had? He, uh, yeah. You know, sitting free. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. I need yeah. to be better with that because, uh, every so often I go and look and I realize that I got stuff sitting yeah. that needs to be staked. It can be tough to keep up on. Yeah. So Sometimes I don't even know what I want to build anymore. I just go around and stake it on other people's stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm doing here. Cool. So, yeah, that's what's coming up. And uh, for going, I'm trying to remember what the levels were. It doubled every time. So I know that when I go from director to executive, I'm going to get 1.2 extra spark. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty decent because at the rate they're selling stuff, they're selling the spark. What is that? Like five or six hundred dollars worth of spark. Right. I don't remember what yep. they're selling one spark for, but that's that's nothing to sneeze at. So if you're going from pro, I always get that backwards. Why do I always get that backwards? Is that right? Pro? Is that the next one down from director? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Geez, I can't remember that for the life of me. If you go from pro to director, it's 0.6 uh, extra spark. And then I think from, from uplander to pro, it was only 0.2. Uh, but then on the other end of it, from executive to chief executive, it's 2.4 extra spark. So that's good stuff there. I mean, it only takes 0.1 spark to start the smallest building and 0.3 spark to get most other things going. Uh, but if you can get like an extra spark, that really cuts a lot of time off your build or somebody else's build if you're helping out with it. Yeah. So awesome, man. I'm you just got checking, all that there? Yeah, I'm, I'm just checking out uh, our our little area here that we can talk yeah. about in a little bit uh, closer to the end of the show. All right. But um, I'm noticing that people, not everybody is inaugurating their buildings. Oh, are there some of them that are you can't stake on? Well, yeah, like for these, these two, for example, if you mm -hmm. look at these... They're, Which our audience can't see, but trust us. Yeah, they're they're gray. Right, but you don't have the opportunity to contribute any spark on them. Right, so I feel Which like means, they just need to be... Right. Somebody's not... Okay, so that Somebody's one... Actually, this, you know what? That just might be the color, right? Yeah. I think so? Yeah, it is. Oh, they are inaugurated. Look at that. Yeah, so we were looking at it from overhead. If you go into 3D mode... Uh, it, if somebody's chosen really subtle colors for the build, it almost looks like it's ghosted and not inaugurated yet. But <laughs> right. if you if you tilt the map a little bit and get a look at the side, you can see that yeah, these really are inaugurated. Right. Yeah, you can do that with your shift and arrow keys if you're on right. a desktop. Or if you're on a phone, you can use two fingers to tilt it a little bit. Yeah. Who's selling the the oh there's a couple of houses for sale, buildings for sale. Like the last time anything sold, it was 500,000 Upix. That one's selling listed for a million Upix and another one for a little over a million Upix. Yeah, those are those are kind of like the uh, don't bug me with your stupid offer prices. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we, All had, right. we had some landmark auctions, right, in the last week? Yep. We haven't had any landmarks for a while, but suddenly landmarks are popping like corn at a movie theater. And Bakersfield, of all places, uh, there's landmarks there. Did you know that in Bakersfield? I would assume I didn't are. know what they were. I just yeah, I guess every they are. Upland it's City nothing, has one. Nothing anybody's ever heard from, unless you come from Bakersfield, I'm sure. But uh, the Buck Owens Palace, if you guys will recall, Buck Owens Boulevard is 
a collection in Bakersfield. It's a rather high collection. It's a rare street collection, and it's not that long either. It's probably a mile or less. So the Buck Owens Palace, <clears throat> I don't know anything about it, but the Buck Owens Palace was picked up for $14 million. Uh, It was picked up in about three minutes. So the way these auctions work, they're reverse auctions. Upland sets the price on them, the minting price, and you have to be in range and click on it to mint it. Every hour or half hour, they drop the price. Well, it only took three minutes for Abdullah 86SA to get over there and mint the Buck Owens Palace in Bakersfield for 14 million Upix. Then a couple days later in Chicago, they auctioned off the Chicago Cultural Center for 26 million. And apparently Abdullah 86SA is getting some frequent flyer miles because he flew over to Chicago and he minted that one right quick. Look at that guy. You got his stats up on screen. He yeah. is presumably halfway through the chief executive. Almost 500 million Upix net worth. That's like 500. It's 481, 328, 942. Yeah. Phone number. That's $481,000 of net worth. Yeah, that's, that's wild. A, that's, that's more than a few years' salary for me. That's incredible that people with those kind of gains. Uh, are coming into Upland. That kind of says something about where they're willing to park their money. So, yeah, it is a collection property, isn't it? I'm not surprised about that. The Buck Owens Palace on Buck Owens Boulevard. So, now that Abdul 86SA has picked up the Buck Owens Palace and the Chicago Cultural Center, there's one more coming up for auction. That's the Key Tower in Cleveland. Uh, I don't know where it is specifically, but the key tower will be auctioned off in Cleveland starting at $10 million. And that's actually a pretty good deal compared to the other ones. I think that, that almost feels like more of a stretching to find landmarks in Cleveland. Uh, and maybe right. that's a poor attempt at making fun at Cleveland. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see if Abdul 86SA comes in uh, with the clutch to get the hat trick on that. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about these landmarks? Well, so I just, I, I didn't know what the Buck Owens Palace was, so I Googled it, and it looks like it's a, uh, I don't know what it is. I thought <laughs> it was a casino at first, but it's okay. It's not. It's, uh, it's definitely a venue. And uh, I don't know who Buck Owens was, but apparently a musician. Okay. Um, and it looks like they have a bunch of his memorabilia on display. So it's almost like a hard rock cafe. Yeah, that's what it's looking dude. like. That's exactly what it's looking like. Okay. Um, great comparison. That's exactly what I'm looking at here. Or like right, a House okay. of Blues type yeah. of place, if you've ever been to one of those. I don't recall if I have. I don't know if that's good that I don't remember or not. <laughs> and uh, what was the one in Cleveland, the Key Tower? Key Tower. Let's which take a look at that. makes me think of Key Bank, but I kind of doubt that's the case. Uh, skyscraper in Cleveland. On Public Square. Ooh. Oh, hey, that's a collection property. That's an ultra rare collection property. Yeah, let's see if we can't find the address. 127 Public Square. <laughs> yeah, there she is. What is that? Right on the west side of the square? Yep. All right, 596 up squared. It's downtown and a public square. Oh, yeah. I lucked out severely and got two public square. <clears throat> Problem is I can't keep them in downtown collection as well. Oh, well. Yeah, you did great with that. Looks like there's another one right next to it here, 120 public square. I'm wondering what that is. That's locked as well, huh? Yeah. Where's the rest of public square? Oh, there it is. It's on the north end of public square. I was looking at Mall Drive thinking that was Public Square. So, yeah, 127 on the north end. 
I think I remember doing uh, Google Drive uh, Street View. The there. Fountain of Eternal Life is the one what? that is uh, across the street there. Oh, man, that sounds like a way better landmark than the Key Tower. <laughs> yeah. Not the Fountain of Eternal Life. I mean, it's not quite the Fountain of Eternal Youth, but better than the Fountain of Eternal... Uh, yeah, I'm going to put it up on the screen for you so you can see it. Fountain of Eternal Arthritis. Arts in Ohio. Wow. That's cool looking. That looks like something I saw in Italy one time. Yeah. So if they replicate the landmarks like they did in San Francisco, then this is going to be a pretty cool looking one. Yeah, no joke. That is awesome looking. So, yeah, for our listeners, uh, this isn't the landmark that's going to be auctioned. This is just another one that is uh, locked in Cleveland. Take a look at the Fountain of Eternal Life in Cleveland at 120 Public Square Boulevard. Is this a boulevard? I think it is, right? What, 120 Public Square? Yeah, or is it just... No, it's a square. It's a square? It's a square. <laughs> boulevard will be wide and go through... It's a square. Cool. All right. So what else did we got? Uh, Upland was named the next big thing in tech by Fast Company. I think we saw that in. Uh... Yeah, I saw that little article when I was scrolling through on the uh, upland.me slash events, getting down to the calendar. It's like, wow, good for Upland. And I looked through the article and there's 14 companies that are named next big thing. Right, yeah. And and none of those are Upland, so you gotta scroll down to the honorable mention category. And then there's ten companies down there and Upland is in that. However, uh that's what I would consider progress. And oh yeah, absolutely. I mean there it's not like these are no name companies. Right. Um, I mean I've I've heard of several of them. Um yeah, like who's in the list here? Adobe, right off the top. Like you're not gonna compete with Adobe when you've been around for a right. couple of years adobe amazon they're all in alphabetical order arcturus i think i've heard of that maybe i don't know um you know and then there's other ones i've never heard of before but uh you go through this list and the other thing i noticed too is going through this list is so many of these are ar vr or metaverse right. kind of companies and yeah like verizon for open sourcing a blockchain tool for disclosing changes to documents verizon really yeah, right underneath Upland. Wow. Yeah. Would never have guessed Verizon would start getting into something like that. But, hey, here we are. Yeah, man. Everybody wants a, a, a piece of the blockchain pie, man. It's really crazy where it's all going. So, I mean, that's cool. With all these AR, VR, and metaverse companies, maybe uh, maybe we're onto something here. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Facebook changed their name to Meta. Yeah, yeah. They must think they're, they're on to something, too. It's the latest fad. In fact, I just saw not too long ago, Facebook did something else. Oh, they are now allowing uh, crypto ads. So cryptocurrency ads were, uh, you know, they weren't, they weren't permitted on the Facebook platform. And they went and rescinded that prohibition and now we will start seeing ads for cryptocurrencies and exchanges about time they got caught up i think for a while what was going on is they were trying to develop their own crypto yeah that is correct and but yeah, also for a, for a long time and still there's a lot of uh like it's it's still somewhat like the wild west but not I mean, there's a lot more information available now and a lot more people who are familiar with uh, with this space where it's not as dangerous as it once was. Um, if they had, you know, if they had allowed ads, you would have had a lot of victims to to scams. I mean, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Way, way more than than there are now. And like, I, I still see them when I'm scrolling through my feed. Like, I'll, I'll see an ad for, you know, uh, the Amazon token from some, you know, highly suspicious URL. <laughs> okay. 
and uh, you know immediately people just call out it's you know scamminess in the comments and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's I'm I'm glad we got into it when we did because we are both in a pretty good position. Yeah, that's right. There's and, a lot of cool stuff happening, and I just, I just. Again, I'm, I've said it before, I'm just flabbergasted about where I was a year and a half ago. Never would have considered I'd be here. Never. But here I am, here you are, here we are. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right, so uh, the Bronx, man. The Bronx. So first, I, I know I said this to you in the pre-show, but I'm, I'm kind of curious as to why they decided to not necessarily skip over Queens, but not do Queens next since the airport is already in Queens. So it's not like there isn't this, you know, a, a presence for Upland already. And, and I would have thought that if the necessity was to add you know, I I don't know what type of properties they're they're looking to add. The way it was explained in the announcement, they had said. Let me pull that up really quick. Um, Upland has experienced record growth and activity in the last month. In just the past few days, we have seen record levels of daily active users, daily transaction volume, as well as daily trading volume. To support this huge influx in growth, we are excited to announce that the Bronx in New York will be hitting the metaverse next Wednesday, December 8th at 8 a.m. Pacific. So, And and mind you, that's the stress test. So if you wake up at 8.15 and go, oh, crap, don't worry about it, uh, because the stress test will be starting half hour late. Oh, that's a good point. That's on the calendar here as well, I believe. Yep. And that's the way that they've often gone. Um, the stress test happens, or there's delays to the stress test, and then after the stress test, there's further delays. So, so I'm I seeing the stress ready. test on the 7th. That's right. They're going to do it early. And then the but, city expansion is on the 8th. Oh, well, good. That ought to take a little bit of the... Uh, extra wait time out. There's been issues with the stress test running late and then not working right, and people are having to, uh, people have taken time off work or plan to show up to work early, and then the actual release doesn't happen till like an hour or day later. So if they're running the stress test a day before the actual drop, that could be a good thing. Let other people take care of the stress test you plan to come into work late the next day and you can get on, uh, get on the actual drop itself. And hopefully they've got everything ironed out before that time. It's a subtle change, but it's a different way to do it than what they've been doing. So that's a good thing. So for our uh, listeners who might not know where the Bronx is um it's one of the five boroughs of new york city so there's uh manhattan staten island brooklyn which we already have um queens and the bronx and the bronx is to the north so if you know where harlem and washington heights is there's a body of water separating landmass that landmass is the bronx Right, and there's actually a little anomaly there. If you look on the map with the neighborhood uh, borders on, you'll see there's a neighborhood up above the Harlem River that sits in what looks like the Bronx called Marble Hill, and properties were never open for that. In ancient times, the Harlem River actually went to the north side of Marble Hill, but in order to facilitate better uh, ship traffic, they carved out the Harlem River between Inwood and Marble Hill, thereby isolating the neighborhood of Marble Hill from Manhattan, to which it is still uh, jurisdictionally attached. Oh, interesting. Setting it, yeah, setting it up there in the Bronx. 
uh, yeah, the heart, that's why it's got uh, kind of that curvy line on the northeast end of it. That's that's where the Harlem River used to go. But dredged it out, filled in the old Harlem River, and boom, now you got Marble Hill sitting up there. So hopefully they'll release that with Bronx as well and kind of complete Manhattan. So you asked why Bronx and not Queens. So I pulled up some stats here. When we got Manhattan, obviously Manhattan's iconic. So uh, you're not going to worry about the size of it at all. You're just going to release Manhattan because Manhattan. And Manhattan is the smallest borough at 33 square miles and 42,000 properties. You know, it took months to mint that out. But now at the pace we've been going with all these new players, uh, that would take maybe a couple of weeks tops. Right. Uh, if it was released today. So after that, they released Brooklyn. Brooklyn is 97 square miles. So it's three times bigger in landmass and it has 276,000 properties. So we're talking like six, about six times bigger. Now, as I've mentioned before, not every property that's in real life makes it in game. And these stats that I'm pulling are coming from Regrid where Upland does get their data, but they're not coming from Upland themselves. So I'm, I'm not able to tell you how many properties are actually in game, but we're doing this for comparison's sake. So uh, Brooklyn, yeah, like six times more properties. And that one took quite a while to mint out. Uh, I think that was a really good addition to the game at the time. Nice and big, generally cheaper properties. So it was easier for newer players to get in regardless, or rather despite the FSA. Then we got <clears throat> Staten Island, which is 101 square miles, but that includes a lot of water, <coughs> excuse me, that they claim as well. But the amount of properties there is 125,000. So that's three times bigger than Manhattan. Uh, pretty reasonably big still. And that's what we've got so far. So Queens, I'm going to avoid this square miles because the amount of water in Queens is huge. Just look at properties. That's all we really care about in the game. So where Manhattan has 42,000 properties, Queens has 324,000 properties. So that's about eight times as many properties in Queens. Right. And it's so that would make it the largest borough property-wise, correct? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that would last a while. On the other hand, Bronx is only 89,000 properties. So it's barely twice the size of Manhattan. And if they want to release something for new players to help with expansion you're right that seems like an odd choice the only thing that comes to my mind immediately is the fact that this is the last borough that's not connected to anything so manhattan's separated by all of them from water and then staten island is an island so there's nothing that surrounds that brooklyn is kind of on the not the mainland but it's uh the west tip there of long island and so those properties just keep going and going you go to queens and then and then you got uh oh i don't know what's out beyond that the only thing i can think of is oh not not nassau county and then jamaica and is that jamaica out that direction jamaica anyway, queens yeah that's it you got a ton of stuff going out east so that's all connected bronx to the north is not connected uh, it's got the Harlem River between it and Manhattan. That's the first off-the-cuff thing I can think of, is that so far we don't, other than Fresno and Clovis, but Clovis really is considered just an extension of Fresno, not a separate city. Other than that, we don't have any cities that touch yet, right? San Francisco and Oakland are separated by the bay. Santa Clara is down the freeway a little ways with several several cities in between. If they, but you're right. If they really wanted to expand it, they would, they would uh, add Queens instead. But Queens yeah, I think it has more to do with this right here. That had me a little suspicious. Yeah, Yankee Stadium. At, Yankee Stadium, right? So we got the NFLPA all squared away, and we got 24 more cities to release for that. So are they going to bring in the MLBPA? Or just continue down uh, this route of just, you know, securing these venues for, you know, the, uh, the legits and, you know, everything else that they're planning on doing with, uh, you know, between 
IRL in, in the metaverse. Um, it's yeah, going to be very yeah. interesting. And I know for a fact that uh, this will be a very hot, we contested area, anything on, uh, you know, Jerome Ave, sure. River Ave, East 161st. Uh, any anything surrounding Yankee Stadium will get cobbled up pretty quickly, right? So players may be wondering how do they get to the Bronx and uh, there's train station. So it should go through Grand Central, right? Grand Sanica Station. That's yeah, that's that's what it's supposed to do. However, we've been told that you can get to the Bronx either from Manhattan or Rutherford. Or Brooklyn, or Cleveland. Interesting. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot on that one. Yeah, Sanyika was told that all travel in and around that area would go through Grand Central Station, and that's why he snapped it up right away because he wanted to keep the price low at twenty upics per visit to take a train ticket anywhere. Right. But now, if Upland has changed their mind about that. I mean, I could understand, I guess, taking the train from Rutherford. I know that in real life, these trains are better connected than everything going through Grand Central Station. So it certainly makes sense that you could take a train from Brooklyn or Rutherford. But from Cleveland, mm, that Cleveland train should go to Grand Central Station. Agreed. And maybe that's what the intention is. It just was not clear in the article. That would be my hope anyway, that you could take that train to Grand Central and then you go to Bronx. If it's a direct connection to Bronx, then I'd be a little annoyed personally. Right. So those train terminals were, uh, what did they do? They had like a, not a drawing for them, but you, you signal your intention that you want to participate in purchasing one of them and then you get on a wait list and it's up to the RNG to put you in a good place on the wait list. And they I already believe. did that? Yeah, but, yep, that was already done. Saturday, you could get on that wait list. And today, uh, I was number 794 uh, on a wait list for 10 or 12 terminals. So I didn't bother logging in. I didn't figure they'd get up past 700 anyway. I'll bet you, I'll bet you didn't go past number 15. Those terminals are relatively cheap. Right. And... Uh, Anyway, those will be opened up. They should be opened up Monday or Tuesday. I would think Monday for the stress test, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Ten parcels, registration, Saturday, sale on Sunday. When do they say that it's open? Man, I'm loving this calendars thing. I got I got all these events on here, and you click on it, and it opens up a short article that gives a little more about it. So if they're releasing Bronx at 8 a.m. on a Tuesday, then they must be opening the travel routes on Monday. So starting Monday, you should be able to get to the Bronx and float around and roll your own dice and hope you end up somewhere when, uh, when the test stress test happens or wait till Tuesday morning and sit around. So, yeah, I'm going to need to make sure that I set my alarm. Uh, 8 a.m. Pacific isn't too, too early for me. It's actually, I think 10 a.m. So uh, that's like 11 for you. Yeah, 10, 11. Um, so I should be awake and ready to go. Um, there are some parcels that I am looking to snatch up. Um, we'll see how I do. Um, what are you thinking for uh, collections? Yeah, hang on. I Something just happened. I'm still on the air, but I don't see that tab anymore. Am I still on the air? Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go? I lost you. Oh my word. Something happened with all my stuff here. Okay. <laughs> like all my tabs, almost all my tabs duplicated. Just not this one. That was weird. Uh, collection speculation. I didn't do a whole lot of research. I just, you know, it's going to be released in vanilla. So I probably should do a little more research. I made a quick browse on analytics assassins discord. That's, uh, they do a lot of in-depth research, but I just did a real quick browse there. And then I looked around Bronx thinking about 
how does Upland do collections in cities? You know, trying to find a good mix of neighborhoods that have some sort of significance or maybe are spread across the map well and looking at streets that have some sort of significance. And I think what we've come to expect at this point is that if a street name is duplicated somewhere else and it does have some sort of significance, that maybe we could expect that as a collection, right? Right. So in Bronx, we have the extension of Broadway. Which I, I, I feel like that has to be, because when you, when you say extension, uh, it's literally the same, the same road. I it's mean, the it, same city, yeah. It's, it, it goes over the bridge, which is called the Broadway Bridge, and mm -hmm. it just continues through. And so Manhattan Broadway is obviously a limited collection, so I can't imagine it not being the same in the Bronx Right. And the thing, the, the interesting thing to see too, is that when Marble Hill, when right. Bronx opens up, if Marble Hill opens up, there's still going to be a couple of dozen Manhattan Broadway collections available to right. snag. Yep. Those will be hot. I mean, Broadway's only, like you said, a limited collection. It's not huge, but you should see the markup on those things anyway. Right. Yeah. And you'll get that little section there, Marble Hill. Um, and then somebody's going to take a liking to that and it's going to go quick. Yeah. And then you'll have all of that in the Bronx there. And uh, what else do we have? We also have Park Ave, which doesn't connect the same as Broadway. But if you look at it, like, I don't know. When I look at it, I say that this is, essentially the same road or at least that's what the intention was when it was named because again it's it's separated by a body of water it, it's not connected but like you know you'd have to kind of see it on the map to see what i'm seeing and say yeah that's that's the same road Deep. Yeah, and I disputed you a little bit in in the pre-show but then i did something that i actually hadn't done before and i pulled up satellite image of IRL Manhattan and somewhere around Midtown the train comes up out of the ground and it runs right down the middle of Park Ave. Park Ave is split and the train runs right through there and then the train bridge crosses. It it jogs to the right a little and crosses and it continues right along Park Ave in the Bronx. So whether or not those were intended to be connected, I think you're right. They they really are kind of the same Park Avenue. Doesn't mean that it's going to be a Manhattan collection, obviously, because there have not been cross borough collections, but I think you've got a really strong point there. Yeah, so Broadway and Park Ave are gonna be uh, high, likely on everybody's list, right? Right, um, for sure. High speculation there. And then uh, Fulton Ave, we have in the Bronx and we also have Fulton in Brooklyn and we have Fulton in uh, Fresno. Yep. And I think that's it, right? Yeah. So that's one to right. keep an eye on also is Fulton Ave in, uh, in the Bronx. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Fulton makes the list yeah well uh it's not something i would go for but fulton i could definitely see the draw there and uh what else are you thinking uh jerome avenue looked promising i don't even remember where it is now but it uh it was another fairly main street that went through north south ish okay uh, Hey, you pulled it up there. Where is it in relation to Broadway and Park? It's, uh, I don't know why I chose it. Maybe I chose it just on a whim because it kind of separates East and West. So a lot of people may not be familiar with how the addressing system works in New York City. And I'll, I'll just go over it briefly. Um, most of the boroughs have their own systems, but Manhattan and Bronx share the same system. So you start on the East End 
and you've got the ABCD avenues, but then you've got first, second, third, fourth, fifth, et cetera, et cetera, up to 12th Avenue that go northish, southish across the island. That general sentiment stays the same going into Bronx. They kind of have some of their own grid going on, but the general idea remains the same. Fifth Avenue. Now, I'm from the West Coast, and where I come from, um, street numbers mean something. So at Fifth Avenue, I would expect the address to be 500 or 510 or 505, somewhere around in there. But not in Manhattan. In Manhattan, Fifth Avenue is the address uh, meridian. So from Fifth Avenue, everything counts 01234 East and 01234 West from there. So as that line goes up into Bronx, Jerome Avenue is kind of the natural extension of Fifth Avenue and therefore also the natural meridian between East and West, even though there's really no other relation to it other than that. So I don't know. It just, it has some significance along those lines. I'm not strong on it. What I'm stronger on is Grand Concourse, okay, which seems to have a bit more significance on the map. Uh, again, sort of a whim. It just seems like the kind of street that could have some sort of limited collection attached to it. What I've realized is I'm good at finding these limited kind of collection streets, maybe the occasional um, exclusive, but the rares and ultra rares, I just don't know enough about the cities to really pick those out. I never would have guessed Public Square in Cleveland. I never would have guessed Audubon Place in New Orleans. Um, I completely missed out on anything in New Orleans. Public Square in Cleveland was total luck of the draw. I just like the look of Public Square. So in Bronx, I just don't know anything that would be, <coughs> excuse me. I think we're going to see a lot of, I think we're going to see a, a lot of venues, uh, collections like we did in Manhattan again. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, sure. I, I think so. Let me refresh my memory on what uh, Brooklyn looks like. Right. Because we want to be looking at somewhat similar cities. Now, based on the new, their new city tier thing, we should have what, 12 or 15 collections. Yeah. So Brooklyn Bronx. only gave us two and. Uh, right. Main street, which kind of ended up being a flop. Yeah. And police stations. Interesting. Uh, do, do they do police stations again? Uh, I know they've done fire stations twice. I thought they had police stations in one of the other newer cities. Wait a minute. Why am I guessing on this? I have a spreadsheet of every collection ever put into Upland so far. So uh, they've hit they've hit like a lot of these. I'm sure firefighters have been twice. Where is the collection list? Got it. Nailed it. All right. Starting on the West Coast here, because that's how I have everything set up. Um, libraries is another kind of public facility that seems to end up. So Oakland has libraries. Fresno has firefighter. Where else are we looking here? Going east. Uh, Kansas City has fire stations. New Orleans, nothing. Nashville, nothing. Nope, nope, nope. Still not seeing anything here. And then we got uh, police stations in Brooklyn. That's about it so far. So we've only got one police station, a couple of fire stations. And I thought we had two libraries, but maybe we only have one right now. And murals. Murals in Nashville and murals in Fresno. And I thought we had another mural, but maybe I'm making that up. So... Manhattan had, yeah, Manhattan had a ton of venues. Staten Island only had the two. That was uh, Sailor Snug Harbor and Historic Richmond Town. Brooklyn had two. And Manhattan had six. I don't know. Maybe we're not going to get a ton of venues. I mean, looking at these lists of Brooklyn and Staten Island, I would expect two. And then... Staten Island was pretty heavy on neighborhoods where Brooklyn was fairly split between neighborhoods and streets. And actually Brooklyn only had one venue. Right. 
<clears throat> so what kind of venues would you choose then if you were to choose a whole list of them for Bronx? Well, I like museums and any, uh, I think there's several museums that I already kind of seen on the, uh, on the map theaters as well. Okay. There's some, if I'm looking at uh, the Wikipedia article, uh, that's one thing that they highlight is mm. like off, off Broadway. The Bronx oh, is yeah, home yeah. to several off, off Broadway theaters. Um, and then it has uh, also arts as a category. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I went into Chelsea also buying art galleries, and I think a lot of people made that. Oh, I have a ton of them, yeah. Yeah, and that never happened. Not to say it won't happen somewhere else, but if nothing else, it gives me decent properties for treasure hunting net. So there's that. Yeah, there's, dude, there's, I I spent so much in Chelsea. (laughs) And, and even though it's not a collection, it's, there's certainly a name there. And as this game continues to grow in, uh, notoriety people are going to be buying up those uh right yeah those chelsea properties because chelsea holy cow is this your what your account yeah mm-hmm. i didn't realize you own so much highline oh yeah dude i was heavy on that yeah okay i remember a couple other players were talking big about it too but yeah maybe yeah. i forgot about that yeah. um any neighborhoods that strike you in the bronx um, I didn't look too close at, at all? them. What does your Wikipedia article say? Not it doesn't it doesn't highlight them like it did the uh, Manhattan. So I'm kind of at a loss there. What do you got? So we already talked about Marble Hills neighborhood. Uh, City Island really caught my attention. There's a lot of islands kind of off of the east, southeast side of of Bronx, and none of them are inhabited except for, what is it, City Island. What a great name, City Island. Uh, It's up east. Actually, I guess it's the northeast corner, not southeast corner, my fault. Um, Oh, another stadium there. Yeah, I saw that. I can. I can. Yeah. And what about Rikers? Is Rikers uh, Queens or the Bronx? You're asking the wrong dude. I don't know anything about that. Um, but yeah, City Island. So off of the northeast corner, I guess, there are several islands. Most of them are like nature sanctuaries, but City Island is one of them. In fact, the only one that has houses and, and businesses on it. Um Castle Hill is the one that's kind of in the south, southeast. And that one, that one kind of caught my eye as well, partly because of the name, but I don't know. I, again, I'm, I'm basing it off of looking at the map, not necessarily anything of any significance. However, uh, the one thing I did see that had some significance was Riverdale. And Riverdale is up on the northwest side, about halfway between Yonkers and Marble Hill. And it's a very high-end, exclusive neighborhood. I guess JFK owned a home there at one point. Uh, it doesn't... Is it coming up? You might have to zoom, or, yeah, zoom in a little more, see if Riverdale comes up. You can definitely see Riverdale Avenue. So about there where the green tree is, it's, it's west of Broadway and... Again, about halfway between Marble Hill and Yonkers. It would be where Henry Hudson Parkway and 2, what is that, 229th, 239th? Um, about yeah. that area. And Got the Riverdale I, Monument right there. Cool, cool. Uh, definitely that'll be a more expensive neighborhood. And then I like Belmont. I like Belmont because it's <clears throat> the Bronx's Little Italy. Yeah. And they don't call it Little Italy. They call it Belmont. But it is uh, it is a more quaint Little Italy than the one in Manhattan. It's 
its spine is Arthur Avenue. It's right up there just a little further west of the Bronx Zoo. I think it's in that little pocket right there um, to the west of the zoo. Uh, there, the St. Saint, Saint, what is that on the west side of your screen there? Zoo, uh, move over. It should be in the, where are we now? No, no, no. We want to be west of the zoo. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm watching TD's screen here, barking out instructions to him as he's scrolling through. So right in there in that pocket, you see Antonio's Trattoria? Yeah. And St. Uh, Bernard's, Barnabas, St. Barnabas Hospital. Yeah, so Arthur Avenue. Where's Arthur Avenue on right there? Here. So Arthur Avenue is kind of the, the main spine of the Little Italy in Bronx. And it's a kind of a sporadic, chaotic street grid. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Europe, just looking at it from a map. Uh, even if that's not a collection at all, I certainly want to pick up a couple properties for myself there. But possibly Arthur Avenue. How far does... Arthur Avenue doesn't extend very far, does it? No, it's it's a pretty short street. So maybe as a nod to Little Italy, that becomes... Oh, it does extend further, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that doesn't have the makings for a rare street necessarily, but I suppose it could be... Uh, kind of like Mayfield Road in Cleveland. Uh, kind of an oddball to select for a collection street, but maybe there's more later. Um, that's about it. There's a lot of neighborhoods. It's kind of like Brooklyn in that regard. There's a lot of neighborhoods in the Bronx, and I just was having a hard time trying to figure out anything. So, so I Googled it. Rikers uh, Island is uh, part of the borough of the Bronx, no although kidding, even though it's connected. connected via the, the Rikers Island Bridge to Queens. Oh, what so, do you know about that? Yeah. So what's on Rikers Island? Uh, aside from the notorious infamous <laughs> prison, I don't I see think correctional I'll... facility. I see detention center. Yeah, I don't. I think that's that's it. Okay. So is that kind of like uh, the East Coast Alcatraz? It is, and I'm curious if they will do anything with that. I doubt it since it's there's you know not a capacity issue over at Alcatraz, but mm. I think it would be cool if they did uh, add that since you know Alcatraz is definitely a more uh, notable prison, but Rikers is up there also. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is one of the worst places in the entire world. Worst, as in the worst to be incarcerated. Yeah, just yeah, just you never want to be on this island. Yeah. Easy. All right. All right. Good to know. I'll try not to ever get there. <clears throat> um, I, I kind of wish we had a live audience tonight because I'm sure there are a lot of people uh, that that would have more input, but that just wasn't feasible tonight. So sorry about that. Um, yeah, good luck in Bronx, man. I don't know really what else to look at there. Yeah, we'll but, have to do a part two of our speculation, especially after it opens. And once we get to see the borders and how things uh, are laid out um, and we get more interaction with the community, I feel like things will come to uh, to light or, or, you know, somebody will say something and, and – I'll like the sound of it and then kind of right? go from there. Like Decatur in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Decatur. Yeah. Decatur. Total random whim of a selection there. Yeah, man. I think you have to, I think you have to go for that. Like Grand, Grand Concourse is looking good to me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I, I don't know how hard I want to go on uh, like venues. Like I, I did, in Manhattan, but there's always fire stations, museums, police stations. Um, I think it would, I mean, here, let me ask you this question. What, what do you think the landmarks are going to be? So we know for sure Yankee stadium will, will be locked. Uh, certainly Bronx zoo likely as well. Yeah. But what would you do in Bronx zoo? I mean, that would be a, a freaking huge property. 
Yeah. You you might have to break it up. Zoo in San Francisco, way out there on the southwest corner, was not a property, if I recall. I don't know. It's it's big. It'd be like one million dollars. Yeah. Lots of public I, schools. Again, I, I don't think they'll go that route. No, public schools are like a dime a dozen. Nobody but wants there to buy are them some purpose. theaters. Um, that some notable places. Yeah, I kind of like your speculation about that. The off-off Broadway. Yeah, theaters. That could be something cool. You're getting close to Castle Hill, somewhere in there. I don't remember where it was now. Uh, yeah, I'm a big map geek. I don't think that's a secret anymore. I like a lot of the <laughs> look of these streets. You have kind of an overlying grid, and then you've got randomness on top of it. It's definitely not as well thought out as Manhattan, uh, at least north of Houston Street. Yeah. To me, it's very pleasing in its chaos. And to that end also, there are a ton of hidden little street names that you know I may never end up seeing just because they don't continue through for a long way or they're not part of a normal grid. So you've got just this short little street. Again, like Audubon Place in New Orleans is an example. Um, never even saw that one. So, yeah, okay. So this uh, border should be up tomorrow with the stress test. And then we got a week to try to get vanilla stuff. So I suppose by the time we're on the air again, the vanilla period will be just about over. Right. Yeah. And we'll be making some frantic guesses as to which properties we want to buy on the secondary. Yep. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Uh, one last note for our audience. Um, the participants of the business beta have been notified to submit some data that would be indicative of the, uh, the meta ventures launch coming closer to, uh, being a reality. And it's very exciting. Um, I know that we have about a week or so to get in some, uh, some data as far as like images and, uh, the name of our business and, and some other key pieces of information. And we did get a sneak peek at what it will look like. Um, so it's all cool. very exciting stuff. Um, you know, it's been such a long, long time since, like, man, if you think back, like, if, if I'm not mistaken, when they f selected us for the business beta, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was San Francisco, Fresno, and Manhattan, and that was it. I mean, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So we've come a very, very long way since then. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, I always planned on putting my business in fresno um mm -hmm. i'm not going to change that but it's gonna be interesting to see how that uh how well it does um because fresno has been kind of like a forgotten area i mean right yeah i don't think it's been completely forgotten though I think there is still interest in it because it's cheap and because don't forget the reason they opened it in the first place is it's close to San Francisco. So it may not be hot right now, but once um, San Francisco specific activities start that require some sort of presence around there, uh, Santa Clara is expensive. I think you see a lot more interest in Fresno. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. Plus if I remember correctly, and I, I don't want to give too much away, but if I remember correctly, there was something about uh, the price, the mint price of the properties being a factor in creating goods. So it also makes for, you know, nice cheap labor, right. as it were. Yeah, so um, I don't even I don't even have a, a building set up. Maybe that's where I should be putting my spark, getting ready for yeah, that. Yeah, if you like one of the buildings that's available, I don't. That's why I I never yeah, exactly built it. But uh, 
if that's what I'm forced to do, I guess, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see uh, where it's going. Maybe yeah. I'll just put an apartment building in one of these here. You know, it doesn't look great for a business, but on the other hand, uh, a lot of apartment buildings do have businesses on the ground floor. Right. And the other yeah. thing about the building is that it's got eight units, which we haven't been given any indication of what the unit means on those. But you got to think that if you're occupying one, you could rent seven of them out. Right. So right, I think right. there's a lot of benefit to that. All right. Uh, B-Dag, anything for our audience before we let them go? No, hey, what do you mean? Let them go. They can cut us off any time, but oh, I'm sure right. glad they listen to the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, glad to be All back, good. and we will talk to you guys next week. That's right. Adios. It's the Opics Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opics, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opics.